Ephesians chapter 1, verse, verse 13. 13. That's where we're digging today. Beautiful, beautiful things we've been so. learning. I'm overwhelmed at how packed in Paul put yeah. the truths of love and forgiveness and compassion. Yeah. You know, one thing we didn't talk about was the adoption. Oh, yeah, that's back in verse 5. I think we got distracted by something that's else. That's really big. Tell me why. Well, adoption means he chooses us. Something that is given by choice. In other words, we don't deserve adoption. We don't merit adoption. No. We're not an heir based on bloodline. We're an heir based on a gracious choice of the father. Mm. Now, when I say it's based on choice, don't think predestination, he chooses who he's going to save and chooses who he's not going to save. No, he chooses to save everyone and give everyone mm -hmm. the option mm -hmm. of adoption. Mm -hmm. How do you like that? That's good. <laughs> we all have the option of adoption. It's based on whether we have chosen Jesus. The system is set up so that if you choose Jesus, if you're in him, you're adopted. Mm. Adoption based on relationship with Jesus. One of the things that's really beautiful about adoption is that adoption in Jewish custom can never be reversed. Right. A child by birth can, can be, be disowned. disowned. Right. Yep. But a child by adoption cannot. So that's just one more way that <laughs> Paul says, hey, listen, deal we're deal. getting a deal yes, here. Yes, indeed. A deal we don't deserve. So indeed. let's go back to verse 13. In him you also trusted. This next verse here is going to tell us how to get saved. Let me read 13 and yep. 14 yeah, and then yeah. we'll go back to it. Yeah. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, mm. the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. This is the how. This is the this how. This is the how. This is the how that predestines us is because we do this. You want to be saved? Do this. Here's what you do. Right. So read it in yours, and then okay, let's, yeah. let's dig into it. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you also believed, were sealed in him with the promised Holy Spirit. He, the Holy Spirit, is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. So take me through the process. Let's number them. They are in order. First thing you do. You hear. Hear. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that someone preaches to you. Right. You hear about Jesus in a thousand different ways. Sometimes it takes place completely in your own mind. Mm -hmm. You don't just hear it, you listen to it. It's more than just right. the knowing. Right. You take the message right. to heart. Exactly. So you hear it. What happens next? You believe. Truth is the gospel of salvation. So you hear the truth, the gospel of salvation, and then you believe that gospel of salvation. Now, believe always seems to me a little nebulous. Oh. <laughs> because I can say I believe something, but then I have doubts float right, through my yeah, mind. Yeah. So do I believe it or not? I don't think there's a problem with doubt. Yeah, but if it's believed, does it have to be like 80% belief? 
80% confidence level for it to take root? What if I'm only at 75% confidence level? What if I'm only at 50% confidence level? What does believe mean? Uh, I have an answer. Okay, <laughs> I have an answer. you've got me um, rattled here. Because <laughs> well, see, I, I struggled with this for so long. It's like, Jesus, I believe... Help my unbelief? Well, like yeah. Like that there, guy said? Yeah, there is the story of after the transfiguration, Jesus comes down from the mountain, and this father comes to him and says, Jesus, please, come and help me. My son, he's demon-possessed, and the demon keeps throwing him into the fire and into the water. And then he says, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't help him. Please, if you can right, do anything. Yeah. So Jesus says, all things are possible to him who believes. And the man is, he's grief-stricken, and I can relate to this. It's like, I do believe, but my belief is, is weak. It's, it's mm -hmm. I do believe. Help my unbelief. And what does Jesus do? He heals the, the son. He heals the son. But wait a second, the man didn't have 100% perfect, pure beliefs. Hmm. So what does Jesus do? He gives him reason to believe. I right. like that. Right. Belief as a feeling is fleeting, comes and goes. Okay. Belief as a principle is a choice-based moving forward. Okay, tell me what you mean by that. Well, I believe in Jesus, so when you look at my life, without even knowing that, you should be able to tell. In other words, my actions are going to be belief statements. So okay. there's going to be times when you're going to emotionally believe it and you're going to physically be... He brought his son to Jesus. Right. That's an act of... Belief. Belief. Yes. He didn't feel like he had a whole lot of confidence because the disciples had just failed. <laughs> point. But he's doing his best. Right. And God honors that. So we need to just keep doing what we know we should do even when the flim-flam feelings come. And we just choose to go forward. So Jesus honored the measure of belief that he had and then did something that increased his belief. Yeah, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed. It's a small, tiny, tiny, tiny little seed. But the point is that you don't have to have mountains of faith. You have to have just a little bit of faith backed up by the choices to act on that faith. Right, and then God will reinforce that and then yeah. increase your faith. You're not just left with this doubt, no. this 25% doubt. You'd step out 75% faith, and now I've got another 10% because God honored that belief. God that honors faith. it. Absolutely. So let's yeah. jump in here to verse 13. In him you trusted. That's a faith walk, right? right. After you heard the word of truth. So they heard it. They trusted or believed yeah, in it. Right. What happens next? You are sealed, sealed. with the, the Holy Spirit of promise. Yes. It's not like the seal on a jar. It's identified, set apart, marked by how the Holy Spirit acts in your life. Now, at any time, can you go against the Holy Spirit? Sure. Absolutely. Born again, Jesus-following Christians do it all the time. They know through the Holy Spirit in their heart what they need to do, and they don't do it. They're acting against the Holy Spirit. 
and evidence of that would be in First Thessalonians, where it says, quench not the Spirit. So exactly. don't put the water on the Spirit. Yeah, so listen to the Spirit listen when the, the Spirit, spirit talks don't, to you. Don't quench him so or silence him. The ceiling yes. here is, listen, you now have the Holy Spirit in your life. You listen to him, he's going to guide you all the way through to salvation. And the promised Follow. Holy Spirit, does that not reflect to when Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to go and I'm going to send a comforter, and if I don't go, then you won't have this. And then he said, wait for it. John, That's the promise. John 15, 16, 17 okay. are all about the okay. Holy Spirit, and those are all the night that Jesus was, was going to be arrested. Right. It says here in verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance? This verse just makes me so excited. Tell me why. <laughs> well, see, in my translation, it says a down payment. Okay. Ah. So if the Holy Spirit is in you and you are in the Holy Spirit and there's that communion between the two of you, mm -hmm. so that's the down payment of the inheritance. And the inheritance is to be with God in a perfect whole relationship. So the Holy Spirit in us now in broken relationship because we're still sinful and we haven't been translated yet is the guarantee, is that down payment knowing that in the future... When Jesus comes back, we are going to have the full inheritance, and that full inheritance is to be in perfect, whole, beautiful, face-to-face -face relationship with God. So excited! We get this fleeting taste Just a little of bit. what it's like to be filled with the Holy Just Spirit. Just a little bit. Sometimes we'll be talking to someone or praying for someone or preaching. Like today, I just felt the Holy Spirit take over yeah. as I was preaching. And that's just a tiny taste of what's coming. The last phrase, to the praise of his glory. Mm. Do you know what? When you start learning about the plan of salvation, it's compelling evidence of who God is. Saving a bunch of sinners, addicted, destructive, disgusting sinners, that's just the type of thing that love does. That's just the type of thing that God does. When the universe looks on and sees God's love displayed towards us, as undeserving as we are, the whole universe has to say, wow, he is truly a God of love. So when we read this, to the praise of his glory, hmm. the universe is like, this is a God that every one of us longs to be serving.